Welcome to all of you from your centers. Today is Friday the 28th December 2018 and it is the last Dhamma session for the year where we have been learning all throughout this year. By learning the Dhamma, we have been practicing dana, generosity, having a good intention to keep sila, morality, and practicing pavana, developing the mind, and listening to Dhamma. All of this is merit. Last week I talked about Venerable Sivali Mahatera, who was one of the great disciples of the Buddha, foremost in receiving requisites out of all the disciples. This was due to having done dana and made merit in his past lives. And now we look at one exemplary woman in the Buddha's time who we all have heard of, Lady Wisaka. She was born having beauty, together with being the foremost in building goodness. She was a Panchakalyani. She possessed the five beautiful feminine features. But in reality, Lady Wisaka didn't aspire to this. Instead, she wanted to make merit and do goodness solely within the dispensation of the Buddha. She had the state of mind that wanted her heart to have cleanliness and purity, that which we call Nibbana. She saw the happiness in the present. She made merit and also gained the results of that merit. So when we gain the result of merit in this present, and we experience the happiness in this present life already, then we proceed to make more merit, and this will come back to us as Nibbana, when our parami, spiritual potential, is full. There was once in a past life when Lady Wisaka would go listen to Dhamma at various monasteries. On the way to going to listen to Dhamma at one particular monastery, Lady Wisaka met with a Buddha statue that was built out in the open and was fully in the sun. That Buddha statue was cracked and the gold was peeling off. It didn't look beautiful at all. The Buddha statue was made out of plaster and the exterior was already cracked. It didn't look beautiful and wasn't pleasing to look at. Lady Wisaka paid homage to that Buddha statue and was determined to do an act of homage towards the Buddha. She made a vow of truth that when she got back after listening to Dhamma, she would hire an artisan to restore this Buddha statue, to make it worthy of being a representation of the fully enlightened Buddha, and to make it look magnificent. She paid homage to the Buddha statue and reflected on the virtues of the Buddha. Then she went to go listen to the Dhamma talk as originally planned. On the way back home after, she again went to pay homage to that Buddha statue and restated her vow of truth again. And when she got home, she hired an artisan to go restore and fix the Buddha statue to make it look even more beautiful than its original state. And when it was restored, then it was painted very beautifully. When one gazed at it, it looked beautiful and was pleasing to the eye and to the heart. And then she had the artisan construct a roof to cover the Buddha statue. 
She wouldn't allow the Buddha statue to be exposed to rain and sun again like before. And this was the cause that Lady Visaka, in this present life, became a Panchakalyani, possessing the five beautiful feminine features. And this was told by the Buddha that this was the parami that Lady Visaka did by restoring and fixing a Buddha statue that was old and in a bad condition to make it beautiful again. The result of this action of restoring a Buddha statue made Lady Visaka possess the five beautiful feminine features. This is paying homage to the Buddha, and that veneration to the Buddha has great might and power. So we can see in this example and take Lady Visaka as our foundation in the building of our parami. And this gives beauty in the body when we are born. And Lady Visaka was an excellent female lay disciple. And one cannot fault her for saying she was only good on the exterior because she was also possessed with inner mindfulness and wisdom as well. In one era of the past Buddha Padumutara, the Buddha Padumutara was bestowing on one woman the status of being the foremost in offering dana out of all the female lay disciples. Lady Visaka of that era did great goodness and had the desire to gain that status as well. She then went along the cycle of birth and death in the human and dewa forms for a very long time. And then later, in the era of the past Buddha Kasapa, Lady Visaka was born in the royal palace of the king named Kiki of the city of Benares. She was one of the princesses out of seven. There was Lady Samani, Lady Samana, Lady Kuta, Lady Bhikkhu Dasika, Lady Dhamma, Lady Sudama, and Lady Sangat Dasi seven princesses and coming to the time of our buddha these seven princesses were reborn as the venerable kema teri venerable upalawana teri venerable patachara teri venerable gotama teri venerable kisa gotami teri venerable dhammadina teri and lady wisaka all seven of them they had all built parami together for a long time since the era of the Buddha Kasapa. All of them attained to becoming arahants except for the Lady Sangadasi. But Sangadasi went around the cycle of birth and death in the Dewa and human forms for the span of one Buddha's dispensation to the next. During this present era, she was born as a child of the wealthy man Dananjaya. When she left home to go stay at her husband's home, her father gave a dowry of lots of wealth as well as servants. Even the cows and buffaloes that were in the stalls broke out and followed Lady Wisaka on her journey. And this was the merit from an offering of food. There was once in the era of the Buddha Kasapa when Lady Wisaka of that era offered alms food often to the monks and novices. And there was once when they said that they had had enough to eat. And Lady Wisaka then said that this food was delicious and that they should eat it. And then she offered more. The merit of that offering of more resulted in the cows and buffaloes, even though they were tied up and kept in stalls and stopped by the people. 
they all broke free and followed Lady Wisaka. A great number of them went. This was the merit from offering food and specifically the merit from saying to the monks to eat more because it was delicious and from the great faith that Lady Wisaka had for a long time. We are all held to be the descendants of Lady Wisaka and the wealthy Anatta Pindika in that we do dana and make merit and are determined to keep sila. And this dana and sila will support and bless us with happiness. And we have been doing this all throughout the year. We have also been learning Dhamma all through the year. Can we see what great merit this is? Even for someone to keep the five moral precepts for just one day and one night, it has great benefit. But we all keep the five moral precepts regularly because each Friday we come to listen to the Dhamma and at that time we have kept the five precepts and do so regularly. And what are the results and benefits of keeping the five moral precepts? The results of keeping the five precepts are even much more than those from dana. Dana itself has great results, but sila has even greater results. Like the first precept of not killing living beings. A fraction of the merit gives results that if being born as a human, one will be of good health, free from sickness and have a long life. No enemy comes to one to harm and give injury, and not to have various accidents that ends life prematurely. And the second moral precept of not stealing the possessions of others to be our own. Even the fraction of this merit leads us to be born as a human, and be born in a rich family as well, and one's livelihood goes in a good way. One's business will be prosperous and have wealth. We may see some people being born into good families and being rich in this life. This is because they have never stolen from anyone. The wealth of others they don't want and their own wealth they use to donate and to give. Here the result is that they have wealth and that wealth stays for a long time. It does not disappear It does not meet with disaster, fire, flood or thieves. The wealth is maintained well and it is simply maintained by our goodness. And the third moral precept that when one doesn't commit adultery with another's partner then one is born in this world and the merit from keeping this precept is that one gains good luck in relationships and is likely to meet with a partner that is considered one's true love and that they are sincere to oneself. They won't be heartbroken. They will have children which are easy to teach, not badly behaved and won't be taken by others. And the children will be abhichada buddha. They become appropriate to continue one's status and lineage. This is the third precept. And the fourth moral precept to not lie. The fraction of the merit from keeping this precept well is being born as human. One will have a beautiful voice, speak with a gift and be worth listening to and speak with reason and logic and have quick wit and intelligence in communications. In whatever dialogue, people will listen and believe oneself 
and one can teach children or disciples with instruction well. This is the fourth precept. The fifth moral precept of not drinking alcohol and intoxicants. The result of the fraction of that merit is to be born as a human and to have a good brain, have intelligence, think clearly, and whatever one learns, one does so skillfully. One recalls easily. One won't be deranged or confused. One won't have mental problems and won't be stupid. The results and benefits of the five moral precepts are great. And each lunar observance day or on the weekends or the Friday, we all keep sila often. We regularly give dana. We listen to dhamma and practice dhamma regularly. How great is the merit that we have made. We have been talking about just one fraction of the merit we have made. Just the small fraction of the merit from sila and they can have those great results. But we do it regularly throughout this life, this whole year, and for many years. Even before when we started these Dhamma video sessions, we were practicing it. And we have been doing this Dhamma video session for many years now. And we all will continue to do these video sessions and keep building goodness continuously. And in the new year, you chant and meditate listen to the Purita chanting, and our minds are bright and joyous in doing goodness. And when our minds are doing goodness, it is free from greed, anger, and delusion. We keep creating and building on this goodness and merit. This supports us building the highest and most excellent paramis, and will ultimately lead to wisdom to arise. Our minds will have radiance and be luminous, and purity can then arise. The excellent results that we have been building all through the year will bring us happiness in this life and the next life. And today is close to the end of the year, where every year we chant over the new year, and this chanting and listening to the auspicious chants gives great results. One great result is that our lifespan extends, and we can do more in this life. So all of you doing these great actions in this period close to the end of the year, may all the bad things disappear and stay far away from you. May any sickness that you have disappear. May all the bad things go away from your life and your family. May all the good new things come into your life all through the new year 2019. May you have happiness and gain all your aspirations. May you have good health, long life, beauty, happiness, strength and intelligence and have accomplishment in all things and all aspects.